welcome to Rethinking Youth Ministry, a podcast from the Orange Students team. Our mission is to help you, the youth leader, influence the next generation. And we do that through this podcast, other resources, and our weekly curriculum, XP3. If you'd like to learn more, check out orangestudents.com. But for now, let's get started with this week's episode. Well, hey, everybody. I'm Mike. And I'm Brett. And we would like to welcome you to the Orange Kids podcast and the Rethinking Youth Ministry podcast. Yep, that's right. This is a collaboration episode between Orange Kids and Orange Students teams here at Orange because in this season that we're in as ministry leaders, it's more important now than ever for all of us to be on the same page about what in the world it looks like, even in these uncertain times, to lead kids and students and families. Yep, and so we thought what better way to model what it looks like to get on the same page as a ministry team than for kids and students teams here at Orange to get on the same page as well, and that's why this special episode is all about a digital Easter experience, not just for kids' ministry and not just for your student ministry, but for your entire family ministry. Yeah, and speaking of being digital, this is a first in many ways for us with podcasts because we are not sitting around a table <laughs> yes. with each other because we're all kind of, you know, shelter in place in our shelters and places. And so we get to hang out digitally. We're on Zoom, so audio might not be the same as it normally is for these episodes, but hopefully they're still helpful and you can hang with us. And because we have some orange kids and some orange students, folks, let's go around and do a little bit of an intro just to make sure that everybody kind of knows who everybody is. So Mike, who are you and what do you do? Yep. So my name is Mike and I am the executive director of children's strategy here at Orange, which means I just get to hang out with a lot of great creative people who create content and resources for preschoolers, elementary and preteen students as well. And I'm one of the hosts of the Orange Kids podcast. Awesome. And Mike and his son are some Lego master builders. So I don't know if this Zoom video is ever going to get released, but if it does, you'll get to see some pretty nice handiwork right behind them. Missy, what about you? We have Missy Purcell on the phone call, on the podcast, on the Zoom call, whatever this is. Missy, who are you? Hey guys, I'm Missy Purcell and I am an Orange Specialist here at Orange and I get to lead the Orange Specialist Kids team as we partner with churches all over the country and the world. Awesome. So Mike and Missy from Orange Kids, and then me and Crystal hanging out from the student side. Crystal, why don't you fill in the Orange Kids students about who you are? Well, hey there. I'm Crystal. I'm the executive director of Student Strategy here at Orange, which means I get to work with a team of really fun people to make student content that's fun and relevant and doesn't sound dirty. Love that. Love that. Well, thanks for thanks for that, Crystal. Uh, we really appreciate your ministry. And I'm Brett. If you're if you're not familiar, I help host the Rethinking Youth Ministry podcast, and I'm an Orange Student Specialist here at Orange too. Awesome. So, like you said, Brett, we are coming together today to talk about this tension, this thing that we're all experiencing right now, as we are all being responsible by practicing our social distancing, not just on this podcast, but also as churches that are not meeting together in person. But Easter is approaching. And the problem is, is that probably for the first time, I'm going to guess in history, is that Hmm. we are not going to be meeting together in person like we're used to with Easter. And so we're all feeling that as church leaders. And that's, that's a tension and a problem for us to solve. And that's what we want to talk about here today as far as how we can help with that. Yeah, it's it definitely seems like a really weird thing. I mean, our world has changed drastically e- even in the past 
three weeks. I mean, three weeks ago, I don't know that anybody was starting to adjust their plans for an Easter Sunday that isn't going to be in the actual building. And so it's just wild how quickly and rapidly things are changing and churches are trying to innovate and figure out what what is this what does this look like? Yeah, I mean as a small group leader, I definitely feel that tension. I think about my own girls who are at home and have just discovered that there will probably not be a prom mm. and there may not be graduation. And their families are tasked with having those conversations as well as the Easter conversation. And families just have different levels of comfort and talking about spiritual things. And so we're thinking through, like, how do we set them up to win? How do we set them up to have a spiritual conversation that's not going to end with eye rolls and, you know, awkwardness in the family? Yeah, there's just a different level of of ownership almost that that the parents are, are probably feeling of even if we're kind of, you know, watching something together, even if content is provided, there is just a different not being around a lot of other people, not having kind of things structured and planned out. There's just a a different level of ownership. For a lot of parents, that probably means a much higher level of anxiety than would normally go into, you know, just making sure that people are wearing the right outfits and, you know, showing up and getting the right picture for us to post. Yeah. As a parent, I have three kids and even just figuring out how to make sure on a Sunday morning, we all feel like we're part of something together and that we're not competing with one another and that even our kids feel like they belong in the spaces that are being created for us. So as we pull our kids into worship, we, you know, we rush downstairs to get to church on time at 915 and we all plop in front of the sofa and is what we're all watching really relevant to every single person that's in the room. So that's a tension that we're wrestling with. And even as an OS working with churches, those are tensions that that they're feeling from all of their families that are interacting with them throughout the week. Of how do I make this mm. work for my family? Yeah, it's such a tricky tension for churches because I'm I'm actually super proud of how churches have pivoted with like yeah. no warning that your Sunday services are going to be online from here on out. And and it's so impressive to me the way that most churches have done that. But at the same time, live streaming the adult service may work with your older high schoolers. But if there are younger siblings in the room that feel left out, that's not a win for the whole family. So is there an experience that a ninth grader and a sixth grader and a fourth grader can all share together? That's tricky. Yeah, because this this week just feels different is, you know, if, if you're familiar with Orange and especially what we've been trying to do in the last few weeks with churches of helping to get them a content that is phase specific where, you know, a, a, a preschooler in an elementary, a preteen, a middle schooler and a high schooler, they can kind of have their phase specific content. We obviously think that that's really valuable and that's really important. But Easter is just this unique situation where we want to create as, as churches and as ministries these, these family gathering experiences that are a little bit different than what things look like on a week-to-week basis. Because like in Kidman world, a family experience on Easter, traditionally, I would say, would be like an Easter egg hunt that they would do for their church or for their community. And I had one Kidman friend who shot me a picture and they had 10,000 Easter eggs delivered to their house. And they ordered these months ago in preparation for this. And now they've got them and they're like, we're trying to figure out what to do. How can we take this situation and, and pivot 
and make it into something that's going to help families. So they're trying to think through that right now, as are a lot of kid men leaders just saying, hey, Easter Sunday is like the Super Bowl Sunday. And for the first time, families aren't coming to us. and We've got to figure out how can we go to them and help them have a great experience on Easter Sunday. I'm just imagining that like instead of the disappointment when a kid opens up an Easter egg and it's like the one with two pennies, like they open it up and, <laughs> sure. and, and, and there's like a little bit of toilet paper rolled up and shoved in there yeah. or like a, a, a dollop of Purell. Yeah, that's right. Here's a hand wipe. Here's a one. <laughs> Another tension I've been thinking about in our own life is how this works in our neighborhood. Because yeah. we've noticed our, our neighbors being super cool. Neighbors that we've never met before are showing up when, you know, giving each other toilet paper, which is awesome. But Easter has traditionally been a time where churches can canvas neighborhoods with invites. And now, I'd, like, how do we canvas them with an invite to an adult service and a kid's video that you watch online and a student video? It's It's difficult to canvas with multiple things. But yeah. I love the idea of having one thing I could send out to my neighbors. Mm. Yes, and we also have to remember the tension that's being created by everyone right now that's attempting to solve this problem for everyone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure you guys have all gotten a, probably a million emails in your inbox that start with COVID-19. And so that tension of whose voice do I listen to, what's most important, this feels overwhelming because I keep getting more and more things to do. So there's a great opportunity to help parents kind of lessen the tension in their lives and give them one little consistent voice here on a really yeah. big day. So Mike and Crystal, would I know that you guys have been working really hard behind the scenes to help kind of ease some of this tension and, you know, create some resources that are going to help churches have some answers in the midst of all of this. Would you would you unpack that a little bit more about what that process was like and what what that's going to look like when it comes out? Yeah, I mean, I would say we have been working together to figure out a solution to all these tensions we've been talking about, but our Easter experience that we've been working on, it's it's an experience that's big enough for the whole family to participate in. It's designed to be simple and accessible to families with kids of all ages. So whether it's preschool through high school, and again, it can be a standalone thing. It can be a good addition to what your church is already offering. But in a nutshell, that's the gist of what it's called. It's called Easter Jam, and Hmm. it's a celebration, an Easter celebration big enough for the whole family. So this is one thing I have loved about working with our kids team at Orange is they've always kind of been blazing a trail in this area. They've always had experiences, they call them an an FX, for kids and their families to enjoy together. And on the students team, this is sort of new territory for us. Yeah. And we realized as we started hearing our our Orange Kids team talking about how awesome their Easter FX was going to be, that this is the first time that teenage siblings will actually be sitting in the same room in the same house. And so was there a way that we could work together to make it make sense for everybody in the family? 
Yeah, and I love that because as as we've had conversations with ministry leaders from all over the nation and really all over the world, the name of the game right now is just innovating. And so, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it's very cool to see the way that our team has come together and said, okay, here's what we've normally done, but these aren't what we've normally done times and we've got to figure out a different a different resource a different solution for what this looks like with families who are going to be celebrating Easter as a family in their living room or on their couch. Yeah, I mean it was it was a great experience to to go through again in these uncertain times to sit in a room with Crystal and Ashley and some other people from our teams just going through the pieces to say, okay, what's going to be best here for the family that's going to be able to impact not just kids, but also students as well on their side. And, and and some things did work that we already had planned, and then some things just did not work because it was yeah. so kid-specific. And it's like, okay, so what would we do then, and what could we create? And let's do this, and let's create that, and we brought it all together. So to see it come together over the last couple of weeks has been really encouraging. And again, a testimony to the two teams not holding something with you know closed fists, but like op- coming and say, hey, here's what we have. Here's what we could give. Here's what we could offer. And we think this is going to help families win in the end. This also gave me a little bit of compassion for families because it was not easy for us to sit in a room and try to figure out what's developmentally appropriate Hmm. for a preschooler and a 10th grader (laughs) or a third grader and a seventh grader. Like what, what works for all of them? And I realized as we were sitting in that room arguing about what made sense for everybody that that's the reality families sit with all the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Yes. That every movie they watch together, every activity, every vacation, they see through that lens. And I thought, man, families, that's a tough place to be. <laughs> and that tension is there always, but right now yeah. it's just heightened by everything, school, mm-hmm. work, and even church. So uh, the gift of being able to say we can all come together on this one day as a family and experience one thing together is something that has the potential to bring a lot of peace to some homes across America, even in this world during a time that doesn't feel quite so peaceful. So I think it has a great effect. And I think the coolest thing that might bring them all together is Peeps. I saw Peeps are in there. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in a bit. But I think that (laughs) Peeps has this potential to unite (laughs) everyone from preschool all the way up to um, high school. And that's a little selfish because I'm a self-professed Peepaholic. Oh, no. I did actually bring a a prop today. No, that's not true. She's putting on a Peeps headband, ladies and gentlemen, with two Peeps as if they're horns. Yeah. We are healing the world (laughs) one Peep at a time is what we're doing here. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. This whole process, I know we talked about like this is the tension that families feel, but it was a great exercise because this is the tension that I think children's ministries and student ministries Mm -hmm. face all the time. And we say, you should work together. You should help build that bridge between the two ministries to help impact the families. And it's so easy to say in theory, but when Mm -hmm. you actually get Mm -hmm. in a room and you have to build something together, because there were times in the conversation, and Crystal would probably agree, like Mm -hmm. it was like, how does this translate to a high school? I'm like, there'd be times where I would want to say, like, I don't know. They just need to suck it up and deal with it, you know? <laughs> where she would probably say the same thing to say, well, they just need to, it's going to go over their head, Crystal. Well, so what? You know, like it was. Just it was tell a, them to go play. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but it was, it was a great reminder. It's not, it's not always easy, but it was worth it in the end for sure. Absolutely. Okay. So. 
I'd love to, to kind of dive in a little bit more practically. So if, if I'm a ministry leader and I'm listening to this and I am thinking about what are we going to be actually doing for Easter, can you kind of walk through how this, how this would work and how I would get this? And then how am I supposed to share this with families? What is that supposed to look like on Easter Sunday or whenever they choose to do it? Yeah. So it's family yoga is what we're doing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're not even... <laughs> Family yoga with peeps. With peeps. With peeps. It's very crucial. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it's an experience designed around doing some competition because competition translates no matter what age you are. It's doing some interactive pieces to get everybody participating in it. And it's revolved, everything's revolved around the Easter story. So I think practically speaking, there are some fun games, and Missy alluded to this already, with the peeps that we're going to do some peep jousting. And if you've never done peep jousting before, it's an amazing experience that just requires a microwave, a paper plate, two peeps, and some toothpicks, and that's it. <laughs> so it'll be great. And if you don't have peeps, because there's actually, believe it or not, there are people in the world who don't have the, the blessing of having peeps in their life, Missy. Our friends in New Zealand <gasps> don't have them. And so you can use big marshmallows that they work equally as well, because I did this with my kids last night just to make sure everything was going to work as we're saying it should work. And we had the peep wars, and then we put the giant marshmallows in there as well, and it was great. But that's that's an, an example of one of the games that you can find in there to do that. So this may be too much confession, but when I was a high school teacher, I had a microwave in my classroom, and sometimes we did this for fun. Like, we would blow up marshmallows in the microwave because it was just hilarious to watch them, to watch them get, like, huge and then collapse in on themselves, and so... I can uh, attest to somebody who's done this with high schoolers. It was hysterical. <laughs> Another game that we're going to be doing is called the Easter Egg Throwdown. And don't worry, it doesn't involve like actual Easter eggs. But we're trying to think about, okay, what's a game that we could do that's fun, that has things laying around the house. So they came up with the idea. This actually came from student ministries as far as the laundry basket and socks. Right, Crystal? Lots of socks? Is that what it was? Yep. Yep, just dump out all of your socks on the floor, find the matching sock, roll it into a ball, and then everybody's trying to hit a basket across the room with a sock ball. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So potentially you could not do laundry for about a week and just save up your socks for Easter, right? Clean or dirty, we don't judge. That's right. That would be a unique, unique experience right there. So Easter egg throwdown, roll up the socks in a ball or like an Easter egg and throw them across the room into the basket to see who can get the most. That's another example of a game that's going to be in there. We have an interactive segment where we wanted to do a a happy Easter shout out. And so in this, the families would pause the video and they would have one of three options that they could either run outside on their porch and just scream at the top of their lungs. Happy Easter to the entire HOA or neighborhood or you know whatever it may be and do that and be crazy. There's an option where they can text 10 of their friends, Happy Easter. So like the you know student could do that or the family could do that. Or there's an option on there to FaceTime a grandparent or FaceTime someone in your family and just wish mm. them a quick Happy Easter to see how they're celebrating that day. So it's the Happy Easter shout out. Many different ways that you can do that using technology or just shouting it out. That's another example of that as well. And then there is a Easter story video that we put together that utilizes laundry and it's a really cool stop motion piece that is just really cool. I love it. And it beautifully portrays the story of Easter and what we're doing to do that. And then there's family questions, right, Crystal? We have that? Yep. There are some family questions that come after the Easter video, but just 
Just for my student ministry friends, I need you to know when I first heard the Easter story will be told with laundry, I was like, <laughs> no. With no, dirty socks. With dirty socks and peeps. Come on. <laughs> this is what we're not fit to do. No. But after seeing it, it's like this nostalgic vintage Nickelodeon stop motion that's so quirky mm. that I, I actually think students are going to dig it. It was way cooler than I imagined it in my head. And it's so clear and so like obvious of what the Easter story is, that it also sets up parents well who may not have done church before Mm. or who may not know the Easter story well. It's so clear that you don't have to have a background in theology to be able to talk about this with your teenagers. It sets up everybody in the room to win. And then out of that is a family discussion. There there are questions like, what what can I do differently because Jesus is alive? Mm. I can be more brave or I can have hope. And what is it that makes Easter so happy? Which honestly is a great question at any age to answer. Like even in some of the graphics and and in some of the video, we allude to, hey, this is a holiday that sometimes is marketed with chocolate bunnies and peeps as great as they are and fake grass (laughs) and people dressed as bunnies, which is weird, but it's about more than that. And what is it about the more than that that makes Easter so happy? Awesome. I, I may I may have you may have said this and I missed it because once you said nostalgic Nickelodeon, all I've been doing is thinking about my favorite Nickelodeon shows like Salute Your Shorts and Hey Dude, like yeah. back from my time. Hey dude. Um, so you hey we've dude. talked about like some different like some different game options and then there's kind of an interactive and you know yep. uh, FaceTime a family member and these questions. What like what does that look like? How are families prompted to do that? Are these like things that they're printing out? Are these things that they're looking at on their on their computer? What does that actually look like if I'm a family who's going through this on Sunday morning? So this is so much easier than any of that. It is one link to one video that all they have to be able to do is pause throughout oh, wow. to have conversation. Kind of the filter that that we use sometimes is can my mom do it? Which my mom is awesome. Love you, mom, Can't if you're my listening. Mom do it. But... That'd be a great TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Not the most technologically savvy. And I can send her, I can text her a link and she can tap that link and the video will play. She won't know why it hmm. will play or how it will play, but it will play. <laughs> what is this magic that's happening right now? <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, but it will be it'll be one video. And it'll be a, just a simple one-page guide just to kind of say, hey, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to have prepped ahead of time, and you're good to go. But we also are going to package it because that's what we want to do is always to help churches, you know, win and be the hero in this in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so you can have the one-click video link just to copy, paste, send directly to families, and, and that's it. But we know some churches out there, as we're watching over the last few weeks, that are creating their own content or adapting content that they're getting from other curriculum organizations and, and making it their own, which we always think is great and what's what they should do. So we're also going to break up the pieces that we've talked about here that are video pieces and the Easter story so that you can film your own parts in between that to kind of oh, be awesome. an MC. Because we're going to give you a video MC that's going to guide you through the entire experience. But we know some church leaders are going to want to do that themselves to add that personal touch. So we'll give you the script and then we'll give you the other assets so that you can record your own and put your own one video link that you can send out to your families in your community, in your church. 
I love that. Missy and I have conversations with leaders all over the place as orange specialists trying to help them understand how to how to contextualize, how to how to take all of the stuff that we might throw at someone with something like this or a different resource or with weekly curriculum and make it fit their their context. And I think that that is a really great way for some churches that might have the, you know, the 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 equipment or if there's staff people that have the know-how to be able to record themselves doing some of this. That that's a that's a great way to make this your own, and if you don't, I love that we take care of that for you too, and it's still a really easy, awesome thing for people just to be able to plug in and jump right into. Yes, regardless of where you are, what your resources are, even if your church is a small yep. church, big church, this is something that's accessible for any of those environments because it can just be a plug and play or it can be totally just contextualized to your environment and even maybe with the people that your kids and your ministry are familiar with seeing this gives you might give you an opportunity to personalize some of this so that they see the people that give them comfort and the people mm-hmm. that they're used to worshiping with and learning from every week awesome so what so I, I, this isn't out yet right like this isn't you know they can't go right now and download this but you know when when do they get this how do they get this? What, what about all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so we are still in the process of finalizing some of the details for this family experience. So it is going to be ready on Wednesday, April the 1st, and that's where you'll be able to download it, and you'll be able to go to thinkorange.com backslash Easter, and that's where this experience is going to be. We'll also have a link in the show notes as well, but April 1st is coming your way. We can't wait for you wait, to experience so- it. So this releases this this resource releases on April Fool's Day. So like, is this like is this whole bit like a a, a big prank? Like we're just like sorry, church leaders suckers, you're on your own. Really, it's going to be the gag that puts us out of business. That's right. We, did. <laughs> we would make a lot of jokes. That's not one of them. <laughs> so no. this is a real thing. To be clear, this. This is a real thing. I promise you, if you go to thinkorange.com backslash Easter on Wednesday, April the 1st, everything will be there ready to go to download and you can utilize it how you want. And one of the things that I've that I've loved about this terrible, awful season that we're in right now is just the way that I've seen groups and, and companies and organizations be really generous about things. And I love that about what what Orange has has done and what we've been able to do and how on a weekly basis we're essentially just offering things for you know for free for people to be able to use and that's true with this too right like this is just a resource that we're just saying hey we want to help here it is thinkorange.com/easter totally free use it if it's helpful totally free this is a way to serve churches this is not a product we ever intended to make <laughs> so we didn't intend to make money so this is a, entirely free just to give families a, in your church and also in your neighborhood an experience they can do together yeah is this a resource that is intended to take the place hmm. of what all of our churches out there are you know, busy creating right now, like the main adult worship service? Or would this be something that they would use alongside of that, or maybe even at a different time in the weekend? So it should definitely not take the place of what your church is already doing. In fact, maybe more than ever before, what adult church is doing via live stream has the potential to reach more people than ever. So Please don't change that. And student ministries still need to have student ministry specific conversations and kids still need to be connected to their small group leader. So this doesn't take the place of that programming either. This is an in addition to experience for families. 
Yeah, speaking of April Fools, though, that would be a pretty funny thing to walk into your senior pastor's office as he's been working and preparing on this to be like, hey, actually, I think you're going to be able to take Easter off. Don't worry about it. We've got to cover it. We're going to do peep jousting instead. Peep jousting. (laughs) I prayed and fasted for five minutes. This is what we need to do right here. I'm also thinking that a lot of our churches are going to be wondering how can they share this? Is this something that they can put on their main church pages? Can they share this through any of their social media platforms? How free is this to share with all of the families that they're Hmm. wanting to connect with throughout the Easter weekend? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, during, during this time that we're in, we, like Brett mentioned, we want to be generous and not only providing it free, but it's like, hey, share this however you want to, obviously directly to your parents, or if you want to load this onto your church website, or if you want to put it on your church YouTube page, or however you need to get the word out and distributing this content, you are free to do that however you feel fit. Yeah, and this isn't just like for people who already are using Orange or have a 252 or XP3 license. So share this with other ministry friends on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, text it to them. Like we talked about earlier, we know that... Easter is just attention for everybody right now. And we just hope to, you know, th- this can play a little bit of a part in a lot of leaders' lives to kind of ease some of that tension and give them some some ideas and resources. Yeah. I'm also thinking that a lot of our churches right now are struggling with how to help their congregations and all the people that, you know, come together every Sunday still feel connected. And and Easter is that time of the year that we all really feel connected, that we, you know, more people come to church than ever on Easter, and it's such a big, important day. So how do you see this as a way to help our churches really build a connection on this day so they feel like they are together, even though they're practicing um, our social distancing? So there's this one moment at the end of this video where it asks families to go outside and take an Easter picture together and tag it on social media with the same hashtag all over the country. And so I love that a family is able to not only take their own picture, but then to scroll through and see all of their friends Mm. and all the other families in their church that just did the same thing. I love that. I think that's great. A great way for people to feel like they're not alone as they're going through this, even though we're being kind of pushed into the corners of our houses during this time. Well, I think something that could be really cool, too, is that one of the opportunities that this season has offered us, right, because it's like counseling where every problem we can just refer to as an opportunity. One of our opportunities, as we are all stuck in our homes, is normally at church, you know, if 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 there's an empty nest couple that's in their 60s, they go to big church and maybe they go to their class, like, they don't really go and just sit in the kids' ministry, partly because, like... That's just not how kids' ministry works. Adults just don't get to go and and sit in on it. But there's this really unique opportunity to invite some of those families into some things that they might not otherwise be able to experience. And so if you've got some, you know, some empty nest classrooms or small groups uh, that don't have kids and wouldn't be doing this, like there's still a chance that maybe you email them this link and say, hey, I know y'all don't have kids at home right now, but here's what we're asking families to do. 
we would love for you to be able to watch this and digitally participate with what everybody else is doing in in the church. Now, some might not spend the time doing that, but that could be a really cool way where everybody in the church, regardless of whether or not they are actually in a family or if it's a singles group, that could still be a really big win for them to be able to experience this together. So I'm really excited about this because we don't have kids at our house. In fact, if you ever see the footage from this Zoom call, there's a chihuahua running around in the background. (laughs) But my nieces are going to be doing Easter Jam. Mm -hmm. And so we've already bought some peeps to drop off on their front door the night before Easter so that they can play this game the next day and they don't know that it's coming. And it's a way for aunts and uncles to be, you know, involved in the process, even if you don't have kids in your house. That's awesome. You could even walk around your neighborhoods, maybe even doing a peep drop with an invite to the league. That might be a great way. I love that. (laughs) Yes. And Yes, churches are probably looking for ways to get the word out about this too. Like someone earlier said that this is usually a time that we do canvas the neighborhood. So this might provide a really great way for churches to still have an opportunity to reach all the neighborhoods that are close by and pull them in for a shared experience as well with peeps, which will definitely make it an even better Mm -hmm. moment for everyone. All right. So before we wrap up, just to kind of summarize this, give us that Cliff Notes version real quick. What is this? Where do I find it? So Easter Jam, a digital Easter experience, big enough for the whole family. You can go to thinkorange.com slash Easter, and it will be available to everyone on Wednesday, April the 1st. Awesome. Well, Missy, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Crystal and Mike, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And if you're not regularly visiting orangekidmen.com or orangestudents.com, there are all sorts of resources that are there. All the stuff that we're basically giving away for free right now in this moment, you're going to find linked there in the digital experience guides along with some other blogs or some other ideas in order to keep those things connected. And if you are a student pastor and your kid's pastor doesn't know about orangekidmen.com, this is a great chance for you to share this with them and vice versa. If you're a kid's pastor and your student pastor doesn't know about orangestudents.com and doesn't know about the digital experience guide and you know this whole Easter thing that you might want to give a shot, now is a great time, I was going to say, to sit across the table from one another, but to sit a- across the virtual table from one another, <laughs> maybe, and have some questions about what the- What could alignment look like right now? And what does helping families win look like right now? Especially in the midst of, like Mike said earlier, probably the first time that we've ever had to celebrate Easter stuck in our homes with our families, which sounds way more negative than I meant it to sound. (laughs) 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 End on that high note. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for the conversation. And I just want to say, hey, we are we are here for you. Thank you for what you're doing every week. And we're, we're just hoping, we're praying for you, and we're praying that the resources that we are putting in your hands will be helpful for you as you continue to minister to the families in your community. And, hey, we hope to see you again on the Orange Kids podcast or on the Rethinking Youth Ministry podcast. So make sure if you, you're stuck at home and you're bored and you got some things you want to listen to, then by all means, there's a ton of episodes there to listen to, so make sure you do that. Thanks again, friends, for hanging out with us. Have a great Easter. And, again, Wednesday, April the 1st, thinkorange.com slash Easter. Take care. <laughs>